Which team is more likely to end their playoff drought in 2023? That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again on the show. Hope you're all having a fantastic start to your Wednesday. Hope you had a great 4th of July. Hope you enjoyed the festivities. First things first, apologies for no show yesterday. Uh, Some travel difficulties. Got in a little bit later than I thought I was going to from a timing perspective. And then 4th of July, running around seeing family. Didn't get a chance to sneak in an episode yesterday, so apologies for that. We are back at it here on a Wednesday with a fun topic for you as always. And we are going to talk about playoff droughts uh, in the National Football League and which teams are in the best position to uh, fix those droughts, end those droughts in 2023. Saw a great story on CBSSports.com this morning and doing research for the show in which Adam Schein uh, ranked the teams most likely to end their drought in 2023. And I thought back to the list that we have been putting together on this show over the course of the offseason of teams that are most likely to repeat as division winners, teams that were most likely to go worst to first, the team uh, that is next likely to win their first ever Super Bowl. And we went through all those lists. And I thought this list, after seeing it, fit in very well with the, the theme of those shows that we have been doing here over the last couple of weeks here on the show. Thought it would be a great thing. And I'll be the first person to admit there's not a ton going on in the NFL right now. It's a little quiet on the free agency market. No big trades. Nothing really major in terms of breaking news to discuss. So this allows us to kind of pull back the onion, pull back the curtain a little bit. And do some shows like this. Uh, I'm being made fun of in the chat because I'm not in my normal setup. And so I'm standing. And Taylor B has referred to me as sideline reporter Chris Schubert because I'm standing holding a microphone. Uh, I do I do feel like a sideline reporter. I feel like I could just take a step to the left and introduce an athlete here uh, and interview him or her in between uh, whatever event might be going on. But no, just me today here on the show. Uh, but we are going to have a fun one here. And I think it's important to start with this because there are a lot of teams currently in the National Football League who have at least one season since their last playoff appearance. Um, We're not counting the teams that are just one year removed from from their last playoff appearance. And those teams are uh, the Raiders, Steelers, Patriots, Cardinals, Titans, Packers, and Rams are all teams that are only one year removed from their last playoff appearance. And some of these teams, they might slowly creep up this list when we do it next year and the year after. And I look at teams like the Rams, how quickly they can turn it around. I look at Arizona. I look at Tennessee. If things don't go well in Green Bay, the Raiders, I mean, these are teams that I think we could be discussing long-term in a couple of years on this list. But for the sake of today's conversation, we are not discussing um, uh, those teams And when it comes to a drought, especially when you look at teams like Pittsburgh and New England. They've got pretty uh, long stretches in which they were in the playoffs. I'm not going to classify one year in which they're not as a drought. So we're looking at two or more, and these are the teams that fit into that bucket. I will read them all to you. And then we can discuss each individual team. We'll create a running list. and We'll have a good time here on the show. So you have a couple of teams with two. You have the Saints with two, the Browns with two, the Commanders with two, the Bears with two, and the Colts with two. So for each of those teams, their last playoff appearance came in the 2020 playoffs, um, divisional wildcard rounds. But 2020 was the last year that those teams uh, were in the playoffs. Then you have the Houston Texans, three years. Their last appearance, the divisional round in 2019. Uh, And then you have a couple of teams with five plus years. You have the Atlanta Falcons and you have the Carolina Panthers with five years each. Both of those teams back in 2017 in the NFC playoff picture. With six seasons, you have the Detroit Lions who last played in the playoffs in the 2016 NFC wildcard. You have the Denver Broncos who are seven 
years removed from their last playoff appearance or seven seasons removed from their last playoff appearance. That was in Super Bowl 50. And the team with the longest active drought uh, in the NFL in terms of uh, years or seasons since the playoff appearance, I believe after the Sacramento Kings just made the playoffs in the NBA, it is the longest active drought in the four major professional sports, NBA, NFL, NHL, and MLB. And that is the New York Jets, who have 12 seasons removed from their last playoff appearance, the 2010 AFC Championship game, the last time the New York Jets appeared in a postseason game. So those are the teams that we can discuss. And I think there are different tiers within these teams. I think there are some teams that, like, again, those teams that have are two years removed, I think we feel like some of these teams are pretty close to getting back there. And the situation's going to matter as, as so much of these conversations that we have in this show when looking at the 2023 outlook when it comes to repeat division winners or going worst to first or winning their first Super Bowl. The context and situation around the conference matters, your division matters, all those things matter. And so, I mean, we can start wherever you guys want to start, but the Jets are obviously going to be the big one here because it is 12 seasons. Um, and so that is... The, 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 those 12 years are obviously the thing that's going to stand out in the course of this conversation. Taylor B says, nobody is three or four years removed. I'm just writing this down. So I'll go through it one more time. We've got the Jets at 12, the Broncos at seven, the Lions at six, the Panthers and Falcons at five. You have the Texans at three, and then you have, your whole, you have a whole host of teams at two. Those being the Colts, Bears, Commanders, Browns, and Saints. And, and you know, let's just start there. Let's start with this chunk of teams. Um, let's start with the teams that are two seasons removed. So they have very recent, at least in recent memory, um, playoff appearance and some to some playoff success. A couple of these teams play in the divisional round. But you have the Saints, Browns, Commanders, Bears, and Colts. And I don't know about you guys, but I look at this this tier of teams and I see two teams that we would classify, at least in this show, as they're going for it in 2023. They are actively, I think, trying to play good enough football uh, to make the playoffs. Um, the Colts just drafted a quarterback in the first round. They're kind of hitting the reset button in a lot of areas. I think this number is going to grow. I think the Colts would be towards the bottom, uh, maybe not at the actual bottom, but they would be towards the bottom of this list because of where they're at at their quarterback life cycle. The Bears, they're kind of in that middle ground, right? They drafted the quarterback. They're slowly starting to build the roster around Justin Fields. They're in a division that feels a little bit more open than it has in years past, but is the team ready to take that next step? Are they in a position from a roster perspective to take the next step. I don't know. The two teams that stand out to me would be the Browns and the Saints. Um, the Saints in a division that is very, very winnable. They have the best quarterback in the division. Um, they don't have the best coaching staff in the division, but they have the best quarterback in the division. They have a lot of great pieces surrounding that quarterback. Um, the division's wide open because Tom Brady's no longer there in Tampa. The Panthers are starting a rookie quarterback. The Falcons are entering year two of Desmond Ritter. We don't know how, how um, efficient and explosive they're going to be on offense. And so you feel really good about saying the Saints. And... For the Browns, this was a top seven roster for us. I mean, we did the positional rankings here on this show, this series, went through all of these different positions. They were a top seven roster. I think they were top seven, top eight. They certainly were in the top 10. We viewed their roster very, very highly, and that was with grading the quarterback as low as we did. So we think this roster is tailor-made to be one of the best teams in, in the NFL. The question hinges on what version of Deshaun Watson, from a quarterback perspective, they get in 2023 and can he be closer to the player that he was in 2020 I've outlined here numerous times on this show why I'm skeptical of that being the case but their rest of the roster is one of the best in all of football Bailey just mentioned it in the chat they're spending the most cash this year in the NFL they're all in they're putting their chips in the middle so you look at the roster you like their roster you have the big question mark and then the question mark you'd add on top of it at least for me is you're playing in a division that's got the Bengals and the Ravens 
who are not going to roll over. Neither are the Steelers. And so it's really tough because I think you, when, when just looking at teams on paper, I think we would view the Browns very highly on this list of this team is made to break their playoff drought of two seasons. Is there a division? Their conference? Does it set them up to be one of those better teams? Position-wise, to break their drought? I'm not so sure. And so they're the two teams that really stand out to me in this tier bucket because I think the rosters for the Browns and the Saints are in position where they are kind of pushing their chips in the middle and they're going for it a little bit. I like the Saints situation a heck of a lot more than I like the Browns situation because I think the Saints are viewed as the favorites in their division. There's more pathways to being able to get to the playoffs in the NFC than there is in the AFC. So even if there's a year where the Saints play really well, but the Panthers or the Falcons also play really well, I think there's more pathways in the NFC for there to be a second team that comes out of the NFC South. Is it likely? I don't think so. But there's more pathways, I think, than there are in the AFC where is the AFC North really going to get three teams in? They might. They might. But the AFC East is probably also going to try to send three teams. We think there's probably at least two teams from the AFC West. What happens if the Broncos play better? We'll get to them here in a little bit. And so there's a lot of question marks in the AFC. So in that in that tier, for me, I would put I would put the Browns and Saints towards the top with the Saints in front of the Browns. And then I would have the Commanders, Bears, and Colts in that order. So I would go, and if you were just tiering it, just this, this, this tier of two teams with two seasons. Somebody write this down for me so we know that this is the order that we're working off of. I would go Saints, Browns, Commanders, Bears, Colts is the current way that I would see this. I was ranking these of teams most likely to end their drought for 2023. And so now we'll just take these one team at a time and slide them into the existing list that we've put together. And the next team being the Houston Texans. And I think you just put them towards the bottom. I think you put them... Maybe in front of the Colts, but they're probably right there with the Colts. It's interchangeable for me of where you want to put them. But that's the tier that they belong in. Look, they just drafted a quarterback. They've got a lot of nice pieces. I'm sure somebody will have a smart comment in the chat about the skill position group for Houston. And somebody will so make the comment. But we believe a lot in what Houston's doing long term. I think I, I love the head coaching hire. A little questionable on the coaching staff, but I want to see how it works together in year one. If they got the quarterback, if CJ Stroud's their guy, they've got a lot of good pieces. And so they could very quickly turn this thing around in a division that is could potentially be open over the next couple of seasons. And I know the Jags are probably going to be the new standard bearer in that division. But it's not a foregone conclusion that they're just going to run away with it for the next decade plus. They could be caught. I think we're not there yet. John says Jets have Aaron Rodgers and they're not on the list. John. Have you been listening to the show, my guy? They were one of the first teams I mentioned because they're at the top of the list. We're going to get to them. Don't worry. I'm, I'm a Jets fan. We're going to get to the Jets on the list. They just got the longest drought, so we're going to get to them last. But I mentioned that when we read all the teams at the top. It's okay. We'll get there. Taylor B says the AFC is just too tough to sneak in a wild card. I agree because Taylor B mentioned uh, for the podcast audience that he could see an argument for taking the Bears over the Browns. I just think... Your argument for taking the Bears over the Browns would be situation, right? Because you believe in them being able to potentially sneak in as an as a NFC wildcard team if everything went correctly. You're asking for me to take that and make that more important than the Browns having a much, 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 much better roster than the Bears. And I don't think, if the rosters were close, this harkens back to our Lions and Jags conversation that we had a couple of weeks ago discussing which team would win their next Super Bowl, or their first Super Bowl next. If they're, if they're close, I'll let the situation be the tiebreaker. These rosters are very, 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 very different from one another. Like the Browns have a top eight roster in the National Football League right now. 
And so that that's the only thing that's holding me up from putting the Bears over the Browns. But I understand the point, Taylor B. I just can't get there because I think the rosters are vastly different. So Houston, look, I think we put them towards the bottom. Uh, they're interchangeable with Indianapolis, like I said. They, they, we, we view these two teams the same, I think, in, in their life cycle and where they're at. Uh, we've got the Atlanta Falcons up next. They're at five years, like I mentioned a little bit ago. Where do we want to put the Atlanta Falcons? We've got the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers to put in here in this list. And, and I don't know how we don't put them towards the top. Bailey says Saints, Browns, Commanders, Bears, uh, Colts, and Texans. Yeah, I, I think that's currently the way I have it. Um, I think I have the Texans towards, towards the bottom. Um, but that's currently the way that we have it. So we now need to fit both the Falcons and the Texans in here. Now, I think I want to put both of these teams in front of the Commanders. I want to put both of these teams in front of the Commanders. And Bailey says I'm updating the list as we go, and I appreciate it because I don't have a second monitor where I can do this in real time. I'm holding the microphone to basically have one hand to, to, you know, emote and make my point. I want to put, I think, both the Falcons and the Panthers in front of the Commanders. Does everybody feel good about that? Because, I mean, I do. And the, the case that I would make is the Commanders are probably the fourth best team in their division. I mean, I, I know they were the fourth. They were, they were fourth in their division last year. I think they're going to be fourth in their division this year. I think the Giants, well, they may take a step back in terms of the wins department. I still think they're a better football team. And then the Cowboys and Eagles are up at the top, obviously, with the way that they finished last year. So I think the Falcons and Panthers are, in their own division, in a better situation than the Commanders. I like the rosters better. Everybody knows how I feel about the Panthers coaching staff. I think the Panthers coaching staff is better. We, 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 we are dealing with a rookie quarterback in Carolina, and that's where I think we would then need to have a conversation of do we feel comfortable putting Carolina in front of the Browns or Atlanta in front of the Browns. Um, the Falcons have gone for it this year, even taking a running back uh, top 10. I like the Panthers, but they are in less of a rush due to having Bryce for five years. We're not really, you know, look, we're just looking at this from how likely are they to to break their drought. Whether or not they're in a rush to do so, I think it's a separate conversation. But I understand the point that the Panthers don't really need to break their drought this year because of what they're building. But can they? I think they can, guys. I think this division, again, I will continue to say it, even as the biggest Derek Carr stand there is probably on this planet. The division's wide open. The division is available to any of these teams. Um, and so it's tough for me. They've got to both be in front of the commanders for me because I think they are much more likely to win their division than they are, than the commanders are. And because the commanders are fourth in the division, it's less likely that we think on this show that the commanders are going to be a playoff team in comparison to the Falcons or Panthers, where even if they don't win the division, I think everybody on this show probably feels that they're going to finish second and third, which is going to put them at least in, in, in the hunt, in the mix, whatever fancy graphic that we come up with here in 2023 to describe who's in the wildcard chase, they're going to be in the mix. And so I want to put them in front of the commanders. The question I want to ask is, do we want to put them in front of the Browns? And this is where we can get back to what we were talking about earlier, where Taylor B was trying to put the Bears in front of the Browns. And I think this is where we can have a conversation about, because the, the Browns have a much better roster than both the Panthers and the Falcons. But those two teams, I think, are closer, closer, not close, they're closer than where the Bears sat when we did our roster rankings. And so do we want to put them in front? There's there's a motion to put the Bears over the Commanders, too. I might be willing to flip the Bears and the Commanders when doing this list and have it be Saints, Browns, Bears, Commanders, Colts, Texans. Yeah. Bailey, I know you're doing this in real time. We are going to make a change. We're going to put the Bears in front of the Commanders. Because I think the Bears are more likely to put themselves in a, in a wild card spot than the Commanders are based on the rest of the division. I don't, I don't think it's super likely, but I think it's more likely than the commander. So we're going to make that flip. Um, but I still want the Falcons and the Panthers in front of the Bears. 
And I think I want at least one of the teams in front of the Browns. The question that we want to ha- we have to ask ourselves is which one. I really don't know how you differentiate between these two, these two teams right now. They're both kind of in a similar spot. I mean, I know the Falcons are spending a ton of money, but both of these rosters are we're waiting on the quarterback to come along, right? For De- for Atlanta, it's Desmond Ritter. For the Panthers, it is um, it is Bryce Young. And I'm a big be- I'm a big believer in this Falcons team in 2023. But I'm also kind of been the guy that's been pushing the bandwagon to say don't count out the Panthers. But I would put the Falcons in front of the Panthers right now. So I want to do Saints, Falcons, Panthers, Browns. Bears, Commanders, Colts, Texans is what I want the list to look like right right now. And here's why. I'm still skeptical of what Deshaun Watson is going to be in 2023. And so for me, because I still have that question mark, I feel more comfortable pushing them down the list. And I believe the Falcons can win the division this year, so I'm putting them in front of the Panthers. And again, the Panthers, they're starting a rookie quarterback, so there are still some question marks. While with Desmond Ritter, we have had four starts that we can kind of judge off of. So that's going to be the tiebreaker. It's close. It's close, but that's the tiebreaker for me. So all right, we've got the Detroit Lions here with a six-season drought. Last played in the playoffs in 2016. And I think you got to put them, you got to put them in front of the Saints, right? They've got to be the top of this list currently. They've got the better roster, I think. They can win their division. They were almost in the playoffs a year ago. They've got a lot of continuity. They've added a ton of young players in the draft. I think we have to put I think we have to put the Lions at the top of the list. I mean, they're hashtag our Lions for a reason. So I think they need to go to the top of the list. And so we're going to have Lions, Saints, Falcons, Panthers, Browns, Bears, Commanders, Colts, Texans be the list right now. I know there's some people already in the chat that are campaigning for some movement. Let's get through the list first, and then we'll and then we'll go from there. Taylor B says, I still have the Saints first. I, there's more continuity there in Detroit, right? And I think that, that matters when discussing this this idea of breaking a streak. And breaking a drought. There's some continuity, at least there for me, that this team's been together for a little bit. They've got the chemistry. They've got a lot of things going for them. I think they're in a pretty similar situation when it comes to the Saints being able to win the division, although the Vikings are still there. But I don't think the Vikings are to the level that the Bucks were having a hold on the division. Um, so I feel comfortable putting the Lions at the top right now. And then we've got the, we've got the Denver Broncos with a seven-season drought to discuss next. And this really all depends on what you feel about... Um, Russell Wilson ahead of the 2023 season, but how do we not view them very similarly that we do to the, to the Browns? Question marks at quarterback. In a division where you're probably the third best team. You've got a pretty decent roster. It's not the Browns roster. So you've got a pretty decent roster, but you're looking up at both the Chiefs and the Chargers like the Browns are looking up at the Bengals and the Ravens. So how do we not put those two teams next to each other in the order, in, 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 our, in our ranking? Kind of feels like those two, those two teams are a match made for heaven in terms of where they're going to be on this list. So put them together, put the Broncos in front of the Browns, maybe because the Chargers aren't, but the Chargers and Ravens are kind of similar in the way that I view them heading heading into the 2023 season. Put the Broncos behind the, the Browns because the Browns have a better roster. So, so put, the, put the Broncos behind the Browns. And Bailey's updating the list in real time and he'll tell me what this looks like. Lions, Saints, Falcons, Panthers, Browns, Broncos, Bears, Commanders, Colts, Texans. Sports Nut says Denver isn't winning that division unless Mahomes goes down for the year in the AFC stack in the wild card race. Uh, Broncos would have a much harder chance than the Browns. I agree 100%, guys. That's, that's where we're putting them behind. And then we've got the New York Jets. I mean, I'll ask you guys what you want to do here. But I, I think they're the third best team in their division right now. 
the wild card race is going to be an absolute just it's going to be the most chaos I think we've ever seen in a playoff race. At least that's how we feel entering into the start of the season. But I think it's going to be absolutely chaotic trying to get into the AFC playoff picture if you don't win the division. The question you got to ask yourself is because I think they're very they're in a very similar tier to the Browns and the Broncos. So what do you guys want to do? Where do you want to put the Jets? Do you want to put them in front of both those teams because they have Aaron Rodgers? If that's what you guys want to do, we can do it. I, I, I'm not... I'm not super high on this working out the way that they they think it will. And I've said that I've said that a ton here on this show, that I'm skeptical. So if you want to put the Jets in front of the Broncos and have them on the same tier as the Browns, that's fine. But I think those three teams kind of are, are peas in a pod. Better than the Broncos, even with the Browns. Hell, it's kind of exactly how I see it. So um put the Jets in front of the Broncos and leave them on leave them just like right behind the Browns, but we'll view them on the same level. And then hit me with the list one more time, Bailey. And then we can discuss if there are any other changes that we want to make. All right, here's the final list that we've got. So we are ranking these teams. Maybe for those of you who are joining just in the middle of the show, we are ranking these teams in most likely to break their playoff drought. It has to be at least two seasons in 2023. This is our finalized list after going through it one time. Lions, Saints, Falcons, Panthers, Browns, Jets, Broncos, Bears, Commanders, Colts, Texans. That's our list. Fourth down says, Denver, you are banking on Wilson bouncing back. Rodgers hasn't shown he's fallen off like Russ yet. That is a fair difference. That while Rodgers did not play well last year, there was at least somewhat of a justifiable reason that you can make as to why that was the case because of the thumb injury. Whereas with Russ, the thing, the, the thing that made him fall off a cliff is we have no idea what's going on there. Where we have just one season outlier there with, um, with Rodgers. And with, with Russ, it wasn't really that much of a one season outlier because he was kind of trending that way toward the tail end of his time um, with Seattle. So... Still disagree putting Atlanta ahead of Carolina. <sighs> Sports night, you're gonna make me, you're gonna make me completely just do the thing where I buy into the Panthers coaching stuff again and flip it. Desmond Ritter's Desmond Ritter. Bailey, flip the Panthers and the Falcons. Flip the Panthers and the Falcons. I am I I clearly am now going fully into this idea that the Panthers are, are gonna be better than people think. Who do we have higher in the roster rankings? That's a great question, Bailey. Let me look it up. I'll pull it up on my phone here. If I can pull up the roster rankings and where they where they finished. If we want to use that as a tiebreaker. I don't know how great of a tiebreaker it is, but at least it's a piece of information that we can pull up in, in exploring this conversation. So here we go. Positional rankings. We had Carolina at 15.64, their average ranking. And we had Atlanta at 16.73. So we had Carolina rated with a better roster. And that included coaching. But we thought we liked the Panthers situation better. So I'm okay with flipping them. Because that kind of tracks with how we feel about them going into 2023. And with it being so close, and with it being on the margins, this can kind of be the tiebreaker. So I appreciate you you shouting that out, Bailey. I feel like it's close enough to where we can make this the tiebreaker. Because we had Carolina with an average rating of 15.64 across the board. And with Atlanta, it was 16.73. They're close. But I think we flip them. Same division, it must be similar schedules, so whoever is higher, we can have a buff. Yeah, I think I think that's that's fair. It's a fair tiebreaker because we think the two teams are so close and the division's really close. So let's just use that as the tiebreaker. I, I like that quite a bit. So, all right, the finalized list, Lions, Saints, Panthers, Falcons, Browns, Jets, Broncos, Bears, Commanders, Colts, Texans is the latest update. Listen, Sportsnet, you've convinced me. You don't need to convince me anymore. We're in. They're close. We're going to go to the roster rankings. It's why we did the work. It's going to be our tiebreaker, and we're going to move the Panthers up. I think I'm all in on the Panthers 
kind of being a surprise in 2023. They might be one of my surprise picks to make the playoffs at this point with, with how I feel about their team going into uh, 2023. Uh, Taylor B says, the Jets are more likely to have, what does this comment say? Because I can't see the whole comment. Good or better. The Jets are more likely to have good or better quarterback play than the Browns. I would agree with that statement. I would agree with that statement. We are going to, when the, when the season begins, we're going to be three full calendar years removed from the best version of Deshaun Watson at the quarterback position. Three years is a really, really, really long time. I am a season, we're going to be one calendar year removed from one of the best seasons of Aaron Rodgers' career. That's kind of the difference. That's kind of the way that I look at it. And so I'd agree with that. But they're close because I think the Browns' roster is better than the Jets. And I think both have the same kind of problem of they're looking up at two teams in their division that are also kind of in the same vein as them going for it with the Bengals and the and the Ravens in the AFC North. And then you've got the Jets, you've got the Bills and the Dolphins in the AFC East. We'll see. I, maybe I'm just trying to be overly pessimistic. So if the Jets surprise me, I can get really, really excited. But I've just been, I've been incredibly concerned with how this is going to play out because I think the division is going to be really tough. And I think the AFC playoff picture is going to be really tough. And so that's why the Jets aren't high up on this list. I mean, they end up being one, two, three, four, five. They're sixth on this list. They've got the longest streak in they've got the longest streak in professional sports. They just added Aaron Rodgers, and we think they only are sixth on this list of teams with playoff droughts to break it in 2023. That says a lot about the AFC playoff picture. And that's kind of that's kind of how I feel about it. It's really tough. Sports Nuts says Denver's gonna be a fascinating team to me to watch this year. Yeah, I I, I there is the Sean Payton effect real. Can he absolutely turn that thing around? Because if he can, they're gonna be competitive. I think Denver will bounce back, but still miss out on the playoffs because of a crossroads in that franchise again. Yeah, I mean, the, the division's also really tough. Like, you got Kansas City and, and, the, and the Chargers that are both in win-now modes that are going to be really, really competitive. So that that's, it's tough. They can be better. They can be improved from 2022 and yet still not break this drought. And I think that's going to, we're going to have to separate that conversation now. Where if Sean Payton can turn this around and they can be better than they were in 2023, that to me should be a, should be a victory. That should be a, a sign of they can get this thing back on track. But there you have it, folks. Another show in the books, playoff droughts in the National Football League and which teams are more likely to break or most likely to break them in the 2023 season. We appreciate you making this show a part of your day. While you're waiting for us to come back to the show tomorrow, please do me a favor. Rate, review, subscribe, share the podcast. Podcast helps us out a ton here, continues to grow the momentum of the show. You can join us Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are back at it again tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You get to be a part of the live YouTube show. You get to be a part of the chat. You get to share your thoughts, your opinions. You get to influence the conversation here on the show. We like this show to be very, very interactive, and I cannot wait for us to get into the heart of football season where we're going to have overreaction Mondays where we have all the games to discuss, the draft stuff to talk about. It's going to be so much fun. We want you to be a part of it. So come on over and join us 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday on the YouTube side of things. If you can't catch us live, but you still want to see the video version of the show, you've got the VODs, the on-demand stuff, the Draft Network YouTube channel underneath the live tab. It is where all the videos live so that you guys have an opportunity to catch the videos on demand whenever you want. So we greatly do appreciate it. We know a ton of people take advantage of that being a thing for you. So appreciate everybody making this show a part of their day. Hope you all have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk with you all tomorrow.